Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, good morning, everybody. We are so glad you're with us this morning. And everybody say amen. And uh, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it, even in the midst of uh, uh, all the uh, hecticness of the day and all the craziness of the hour. I, uh, I know who in here knows that we are in the last days. No question. Uh, you cannot create this amount of stupidity and deception without, without help. I mean, that's all there is to it. You just can't come up with it on your own. And so, but it's a good day to be alive. It's not a day to be upset. It's not a day to be sad. I've met people that are like, oh, I just wish we lived in a better day. Hey, we are in the day that God has put us in. Amen? And for such a time as this, we are here to preach the gospel and to share the love of God and to do it with a victory uh, spirit in us and not, not, not do it a despondent. Can I have an amen? amen. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be alive today. I'm also glad to be alive and not dead. Amen? Uh, so, so there's only one of two choices. If you don't like it, there's only one other choice. And I don't like that choice. Because I got a new grandbaby and I'm going to enjoy her. Can I have an amen? So I'm in, with length of days and long life, shall I be, I'll, I'll be satisfied. Amen. So stand up with me if you will. Father, we just give you this day. We thank you, Father, for this time, for this service. We thank you, Father, that you are faithful and just. We thank you, Father, that you are present, an ever-present help in a time of need. And so, Father, we come to you today. We believe, Father, for your goodness and your power to be, be here, to be evident for, for your, your anointing to be here. We give you this service, Father, and we just ask you to move whatever way that you desire, whatever way that you seem fit, sir. We ask and we thank you in Jesus' name. And, Father, we thank you right now for the Spirit of God ministering to not only those here, but to those online. That, minister, that, that, reach, that join us every week, that we get the joy to minister and reach out to. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Amen. Give Miss Shanika a good hand clap, if you will. Amen. Good morning, Grace Summit. Hallelujah. It's an honor to be here every time that the platform is offered to me. Um, I just love worshiping. I love what worship means. Amen. Hallelujah. Worship means I get to spend some intimate time with the Father. Amen. Worship means I get to surrender everything that's on me that I know I can't change or handle. Amen. Amen. And so we're just going to worship him this morning. We're no longer slaves to fear. We are children of the Most High King. I am a daughter, hallelujah, of the Most High God. Amen. I am a daughter, and you are a daughter and a son. Amen. And so we're going to worship him like that's our father, and we just want to show him gratitude. Amen. Hallelujah. We're just going to honor him this morning. Glory to God. No longer a slave. Glory to God. I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear Oh, for I am a child of God. You unravel me 
with the melody you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone a slave to fear for I am a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear For I am a child of God From my mother's womb You have chosen me your love has called my name I've been born again into your family your blood has thawed my veins from my mother's womb yeah, you chosen me Your love has called my name I've been born again yeah. Your blood Hallelujah I'm no longer A slave to fear For I am a child of God's to fear for I am a child of God oh 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 walk right through it my fears were drowned in perfect love you rescued me so I could stand and see I am a child of God how many y'all know that today you split the so I could walk right through it You've been in perfect love You rescued me So I could stand and see I am a child of God Yeah, I can walk right through it. Yeah, my fears 
to drown in perfect love You rescued me so I could stand and sing I am a child of God yeah. I am a child of God Yes, I am I'm a child of God I am a child of God Hallelujah <clears throat> Glory to God <clears throat> I'm a child of the Most High King Amen Hallelujah I trust in God this morning I trust in his word. Hallelujah. He has never failed me and he never will. Glory to God. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. His faith and all four in the fire this time. His blood of salvation Washed in His blood Born of His Spirit In His blood I trust in God My Savior, the one He'll never fail He'll never fail I trust in God My Savior, the one Who will never fail He will never Hallelujah. <laughs> so today I'm struggling with the words, amen. <laughs> I left my glasses, but you know what? I trust in God this morning. It's not going to stop him from doing what he needs to do in this service today, amen. Hallelujah. His glory is real, amen. And it covers all. His mercy endures forever. Glory to God. His mercy endures forever. And I need his mercy and his grace today to step in and just flow. Hallelujah. So we can give him a worship and a praise that he deserves. Hallelujah. My Savior. Yeah. He will never My Savior, the one who will never fail, he will never fail, hallelujah. My Savior, my God, I look to you for all things, oh, oh. 
have never failed No, 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 no Hallelujah He comes in like a flood Yeah, yeah He'll stick closer than any brother Oh, he will be your closest friend Yeah, yeah I trust in God Hallelujah, hallelujah, yeah, yeah, hallelujah, yes, I saw the Lord, I saw the Lord, I saw the Lord, and He Why I trust him Oh, our Father Which are in heaven yeah. Hallowed be thy holy name Thy kingdom come Thy will be done, yeah I thought the Lord, yeah He will never Just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has never failed. No. No. Hallelujah. You're worthy, Father. You're worthy of all the praise. Oh. Yeah. You're worthy. You're worthy. And you've never failed. Hallelujah. I sought you in my time of need. You came to see about me. Yes. You never failed. You never failed. You never will. No. No. Oh. 
to God. Glory to God. And everybody say amen. 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 Let's just lift our hands again. Father, we thank you right now. We just praise you. We honor you. Speak your, speak some worship out right now. Let your voice, let there be a rumble right now in the house of God. Father, we praise you. We give you glory and honor. We thank you, Father. We give you glory and honor. We praise you, Father. We praise you, Father God. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. And everybody say amen. 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 You may be seated real quick. I, uh, you know, we, uh, we welcome you and uh, we're going to just jump right back into worship in just a moment. Give me a little bit of background something, Kim. Um, I, don't, I don't care. And um, uh, if you need an offering envelope there in front of you, if you need a connection card, if you have any prayer requests, please write those down. Uh, I don't think I say it enough, but if you're online and uh, I got the neatest, neatest email this week from online. I don't know who they are. Uh, and I love that. Can I have an amen? And uh, uh, they just, they watch us and uh, send us an offering. And uh, uh, I just, blesses me so much. And so anyway, uh, I just want to use a verse as we get ready to give. And um, just one verse. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And that word want, there's actually the word lack. And so you could say the Lord is my shepherd, I do not lack. Works either way. Who in here knows that the good shepherd's good and he takes care of us. And a good shepherd steps in and provides. He gives all the other descriptions of the shepherd there. Um, I pray I'm a good shepherd. I, I, I hope I'm a good shepherd. I, I don't think I am. That's just me not trying to get uh, kudos or nothing. That's just me on being me. And uh, I want to be a good shepherd. I, I, want, I want to be a shepherd like Jesus who lays his life down for the sheep and, and you know, pays the price for them. But at the same time, who in here knows the sheep have a responsibility? And they do. The sheep have a responsibility. They have to stay in relationship and fellowship. Um, they have to, uh, there's a giving and receiving, no question, uh, from the shepherd to the sheep. I think it's funny though, you know, um, animals, and I'm not a big animal guy, um, uh, as far as pets and stuff, love animals, I don't want them mistreated. I think it's funny though how some animals can get attached people and I you know uh, just because you know you think well that's just an animal but I mean there are some animals I, I heard a story that recently of a guy he owned Arabian horses which they say are the most human horses out there that's what he said and he said his Arabian horse was about to give birth and actually and he was out of town for a couple weeks that horse waited till he came in town and was real mean and the stable guy looked at him and said, don't get near that horse. He said, that's fine. He says, I'm okay. He said, he, him and his wife walked into the stable, sat there for a moment. And he said, that um, horse gave birth right there in front of him. Because that horse loved him. He said, he said, and he goes, it was funny. He said, when I walked into the stable, he goes, that horse would perk up. Look at me. Which means that horse had a relationship with his shepherd. And who in here knows the sheep, we should have a relationship with the shepherd. And when we have that relationship, we should know he's going to take care of us. That his, uh, his, his desire is to make sure we're taken care of. And so right now as we get ready to give, I just want to encourage you no matter what you're going through, whatever situation in life, Jesus will take care of you. Can I have an amen? Jesus will meet your needs. I told everybody this morning, but I had a minister years ago. He was doing something for God. And he got talking to an unsaved friend 
Heathen. Everybody got me? Heathen. Heathen friend. Doesn't believe in Jesus. Doesn't believe in any of this stuff. And he was telling him what he's doing. He said the heathen sinner looked at him and goes, do you really believe God is as big as you say? He goes, well, yeah. He said, well, brother, your dreams are really small. He said, buddy, he said, when a heathen sinner tells you, you don't act like you believe in Jesus. He said, that right there changed my life. Who in here knows Jesus is more than enough? Amen. He is always more than enough and he can meet our need. So right now as we get ready to give, no matter what you're going through, hold your offering in your hand. Again, if you have a prayer request for your first, second, third time guest, especially online, please um, email us at info at gracelimitchurch.org. We'd love to get in touch with you. And um, if you will, I'll hold your offering in your hand right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you right now for your goodness to us. We thank you, Father, right now that you are our shepherd. Say that with me. You are my shepherd and I am your sheep. And Father, right now we bring our offering. We bring the wool. And Father, we thank you right now that we can offer it to you. The sweat of our brow, a tenth, the tithe of our life, our offerings and our alms. And thank you, Father, that you receive it with worship. We worship you with it, Father. This, this is why we do it during the music, the worship. This is worship. This is not an act of convenience or an act of tradition. This is worship. This is, Father, us laying down our lives to you in worship, in Jesus' name. And so, Father, we ask you right now to move your strong, outstretched arm in our behalf, to meet your people's needs, to execute righteous judgments against those that have opposed, and, Father, to pour out your Spirit upon all flesh in these days by your right hand. And we receive that, Father, in Jesus' name. And everybody says Amen. Stand up if you will once you give and let's continue in worship. Treasure, Lord, you are. 
friend and king, anointed one, most holy.
got your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Mark, chapter 14. And uh, a couple things. I'm probably, Miss Kim, I'm going to bounce around my nose. And so, uh, uh, this morning, uh, we've been talking about uh, Jesus has been there. Who in here knows that Jesus knows everything you're going through? Jesus has been through everything you're going through. Jesus knows who you are, where you are, and what you are all about. Jesus knows you where you are. Here's the other side. Jesus loves you. Amen? Say that with me. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones, to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus. Amen. Now, if I get going, I'm going to feel him. Elvis spirit, and I'm going to break out into song. Amen. And you're an elder. You should not encourage me. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Um, um, Mark chapter 14, I'm sorry, verse 36 says, and he said, this is, uh, I'm reading from the New King James Version, but this is Mark chapter 14, verse 36. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup from me, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Have you noticed this? Jesus acknowledges that with God, he'd already said, with God, all things are possible. And he also said, another place, he said, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, I wonder if Jesus was hoping and believing that it, since all things are possible to God, God could possibly find another way. He has to be in that mode of right there because he says, take this cup from me. I mean, Jesus was from the foundation of the earth. At 12 years of age, he was in the temple talking to the, the scribes and the Pharisees, knew and knowing what should be going on. Jesus, so Jesus has this temptation. And he didn't, didn't sin, but he was tempted. Who in here knows tempted, what tempted means? It means to consider it, to think about it, you know? It, it is that, that moment, but he did not give in to temptation. He never sinned, and everybody say amen. Because he never sinned, that means we can receive his gift of uh, salvation through his sacrifice. But he desired, at this moment, to quit. Now I'm gonna throw this out to you. Who in here knows the secret of success? This is the greatest secret of success you'll ever get. Don't quit. That's it. I know it sounds stupid. I know it sounds trite. But that is the greatest advice I could ever give anybody. Don't quit. Fight until you know not to fight. Fight until your dying breath. Fight. Which is one of the old uh, rhymes I've always loved. I like some poetry. I don't like a lot of poetry, but I like some poetry. Um, if it really strikes a chord, but it says, Great it is to dream a dream when you stand in youth by the starry stream, but a greater thing is to fight life through and say at the end, the dream came true. You have to fight it. Everything in life's a fight. Who in here knows that... Um, let me get back to my notes. I'm about to get into trouble. Amen. <laughs> Who in here knows being a champion is hard? Being a leader is hard. Being a parent is hard. Having character is hard. Uh, an accomplished musician, hard. You have to work at it. They actually talk now about, they call it the 10,000 hour rule. Who's ever heard of that? They encourage people, if you want to get good at something, to give 10,000 hours. And they use, there's, there's a book by Malcolm Gladwell. Great, great good book. Uh, it's, it's, it's very enlightening. Uh, but, but that means but they paid the price. I heard a, a, a guy, he was a 
violin virtuoso. I mean, you know, had been playing violin since he was a kid. And this woman heard him and walked up after the, his concert and she says, oh, it's, uh, I, would give my, I would give anything to play like you do. And he says, well, I have given something. And she goes, what is that? He goes, my life. Now, who in here knows it's easy to say I want to do it? Yeah. Who in here knows it's easy to say I want to lose it? <laughs> my gosh, I'm meddling again, amen, okay. Who in here knows having a great marriage is hard, it's work. Starting a business, it's work, it's hard. Have another one. Foster parenting, uh, nonprofit, that's work. Pastor in a church, it's work. Following Jesus, it's work. It's hard. Now, who in here knows the Bible says in Proverbs that the way of the transgressor is hard? Now, we were talking about this earlier. It's all in a matter of perspective. Now, the thing I like, I don't like using the word work because most of us have that, you know, that is a dirty four-letter word. Can I have an amen for some people? But on the other side, I don't like the word hard in a sense because the Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But it does take effort. Who in here knows that when a woman has a child, what do they call that? Labor. It's, it, it, so we use the term work too. But it's labor. It takes effort. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just figured women just kind of like sneeze and bam, we got a baby. But it ain't like that, amen? There's work. And sometimes that work is hard. And that work weighs us down. And the thing that we want to do is just what? Quit. I'm going to challenge you today. Don't quit. Don't ever give up on Jesus. Don't ever give up on your dream. Don't ever give up on anything that God has put in your heart. Fight it through. Fight it through. I think it's funny sometimes, we, we live in a culture now of quit. Uh, everything's quit. I've met people and you know, I mean like, I am called to do this. And I'm like, you know, I, I'd go back, this happened a lot when I traveled. I'd go back a year later, I thought you were called to do this. Oh, I'm, I, I wasn't called to do that. Well, how long did you do it? Oh, I really didn't even start. Wow, you're a trooper, can I have an amen? I had a guy at church walk up to me one time in a service and at the end of service, I was at the back at the, and I had some t-shirts and stuff back there and I was back there talking to him and he said, uh, he goes, I want to do what you do. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I want to be an evangelist. I want to travel around. I want to preach in other churches. I want to do that. I said, well, praise God, brother. I said, uh, what do you do here in this church? Oh, I'm not, in, I'm not a part of this church. I'm, I'm, I'm just visiting. I said, well, praise God, that's good. I said, well, where, what do you do there? I said, where do you go to church? He mentioned church. I said, well, what do you do there? I said, I said are you, a, do you, you know, teach Sunday school or something? No. I said, do you uh, help with the altar? No. I said, do you help with the prayer time? No. I said, do you teach Sunday school? No. I said, do you do children's ministries? No. I said, do you usher? No. Greet? No, 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 no. Oh, and I said, can I tell you something? He goes, yeah. I said, God ain't never going to use you. And he looked at me. Who in here knows you ought to be honest to him? I said, why would God use you? You ain't doing nothing. What was Saul doing before he got saved? Killing Christians left and right. Can I have an amen? He is just a killing machine for the devil. But he gets saved and what happened? All of a sudden, he's a salvation man. He's preaching hard. He's preaching good. Why? He was doing something. It's easy to quit when you stop doing something. And it's sometimes hard to start. But God does never not want you to, God does not want you to quit. Not never quit. I think, I think it'd be so sad to quit right before you win. And we don't know that. Who 
who here's ever heard of uh, all the millionaires and the stories of the politicians and the people, the, the athletes who didn't quit, who stayed at it? I think it's funny, um, now I'm not a big sports guy, uh, on football especially, but you know, there was that um, quarterback for UGA, Stetson Bennett, won two national championships and got arrested for drunk driving and we just wanted to talk about that, can I have an amen? And uh, had some problems. But he just went in the draft. I think he went in round four, something. He wasn't a top round, that's my point. He wasn't a top pick. And I've heard people talk about that, oh, he didn't go in the top. Uh, Tom Brady, who's ever heard of Tom Brady? Yes. I think he was around two or three. There's a lot of great, great athletes who were told they would never be a great athlete. But you know what they did? They didn't quit. Yeah. They showed up. That's where I congratulate everybody here today. You showed up. Amen. You showed up. I had somebody ask me one time too, you know, when we were talking about church and they said, they said, well, what can we do to grow the church? And I looked at them, I said, can I tell you very plainly, this is 15 years ago. I said, very plainly, can I tell you the best thing you can do? And they said, yeah, I said, show up. I said, show up and be happy and love on people. I said, I don't care if you're a greeter, <coughs> an usher or whatever you do. I said, preferably if you're doing nothing, just love on people. I said, sit with new people. I said, but just show up. Yeah. Don't quit. Make sure you get there. Who in here knows that if you're five minutes early, you're late? Can I have an amen? That if you're 10 minutes late, you're way late. I got a pastor friend, he said one time, he said this, his senior pastor said, we're leaving at seven. He said, okay. He said, I mean, I'm pulling out at seven. Okay. He goes, if you're here at 7.01, you're gonna find out what the difference between leaving and left is. He said, okay. He pulled up at seven exactly. But what did that pastor say they were doing at seven? He said, I honest to God watched him drive out the parking lot as I'm pulling in trying to wave him down. He said, he didn't stop. He didn't turn around. He just drove off to go to this meeting, which was like 45 minutes away, and he had to be there. The associate pastor, senior pastor had to be there too. I said, what'd you do? He says, I turned, he goes, I turned around the parking lot and drove 45 minutes to that meeting. I had to be there. <clears throat> he goes, but I was never late ever again. He found out the difference. Can I have an amen? But he didn't quit. Some people would let that offend him. I can't believe he'd talk to me that way. I mean, why couldn't he turn around? It would have taken just a moment. Well, he, the pastor had told him seven, can I have an amen? Had he reiterated, be on time, and even encouraged, be early but I'm leaving at seven to make sure I'm on time. Well, I just can't believe he'd be that heartless. I'll throw one another, I'll, let's look at it a different way. I can't believe the other guy was so heartless to not honor his pastor with being early. Why make him late and frustrate his grace? All you had to do was just leave a little early. <clears throat> See, some people let that make them quit. Jesus wanted to quit, and that's what I want you to get through. Jesus wanted to. And Peter, and we're going to read this verse, if you will. Um, I, I'm going to jump ahead here, and I'm, I'm going to do this real quick. In Matthew 26, verse 31 to 35, this is the passage where Jesus is uh, talking to the apostles. And Peter answered and said to him, um, Yeah. 
uh, Jesus is talking to him and, and dealing with him. And this is when Peter tells him that he will never, ever deny him. Verse 34 says, assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And Peter says, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Now we give Peter the bad rap that he's the one who denied Christ. He did deny him three times, but all the disciples said that and all the disciples ran away. Is that right? So in a sense, they all denied him. And why is this such a changing moment? Because who in here remembers a number of verses back? And I'll just tell you the reference. Matthew 16, 15 through 19. What did Peter do? Peter came out with that great revelation and he said, you are uh, uh, Jesus the Christ. And what did Jesus say? He said, Simon, I'm going to change your name from Simon to Peter. And he said, upon this rock, I will build my church upon the rock of revelation knowledge and also that Peter would be a leader in the church. And then the guy who's the leader denies him three times. And one time actually cussed. It said he used strong threatenings. So, so Peter was cussing. Here's something that's amazing if you will look at this. I'm, I'm gonna read that real quick. This is uh, Matthew 15, I'm sorry, 16 verse 17. Blessed are you Simon Barjona. So he calls him Simon for flesh and blood is not, but I'll say this to you that you are Peter and on this rock. So in Matthew 16, he gives Peter a new name. And who in here would love to be given a new name by Jesus? But who in here knows when you're given a new name, you gotta live up to a good name. And you gotta walk in that name. Did you know that there's a couple times where Jesus did not refer to Peter as Peter again? He called him Simon. Now if you will, that's not a cut but it's a reminder you ain't where you should be. And who in here knows sometimes we need to be reminded we aren't where we should be, but that's not to remind us or to put us down. It is to pull us up so we get back to where we should be. And it's a calling forth. And so let's look at one of those. Uh, In, um, messing up my notes here. Well, now I turned too far. Matthew 14 Verse 37. Now, in Matthew 14 is the passage, and we read this the other day, where Jesus is in Gethsemane. He's asked the, the Peter and a few of the apostles to pray with him. And what did they do? Fell asleep. Got one job, fall asleep. Now, this is Peter. This is the rock. This is the man. And he falls asleep. Then he came and found them sleeping, verse 37, and said to Peter, now pay attention to that. He says to Peter, but he calls him Simon. Are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Have you ever noticed that? He calls him, it says here, he came to Peter, but he called him Simon. Because he's trying to get him stirred up to get back in the place he should be. Now, we all know the story, and if you don't, you can read it. We just gave some references again. Peter does deny Jesus, and then we find out later that Jesus restores Peter. And in fact, here's the best part to me. Peter preaches, in fact, in Acts chapter 2, it's one of the best messages I I have ever read in my life. And it is so challenging. Peter actually looks on the day of Pentecost, and he says, You Jews who crucified Jesus, he cuts no nice words with anybody. He says, you killed him. 
And yet that powerful message was so anointed, 3,000 people got saved. This is the same guy that had denied him three times. But now that he's full of the Holy Spirit and power, guess what? He's a preaching machine. I'll throw this one out later. If you read the book of Acts later, you know what Peter did? Peter messed up. If you will, Peter was prejudiced. He was prejudiced because he was a Jew and he was taught that Gentiles were unclean and I should never have anything to do with them. And he got into a place to where the Gentiles had gotten saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. So he had some fellowship with them. But when the Jewish brothers came around, he pushed them off. He's like, oh, I'm, you know. And the apostle Paul actually challenges him on that. You know what Peter did? He repented. And if it hadn't been for Peter, we might not have ever had Gentiles in it because Peter had the vision on the roof. Now, why am I pointing out some of Peter's failings and some of his successes? If he had quit after the three times of, of denying Christ, we'd have never had some of these great revelations. And I truly wonder if Gentiles would have been let into Christianity uh, as Jesus is the Messiah as soon as they did. Because there was prejudice. There was, I mean, I think everybody loves, you know, we're, we, we deal with prejudice. Everybody deals with prejudice and racism. Everybody has. It is sin. Can I have an amen? It is wrong. It ain't right. It's ungodly. And you know why it's here? Because Satan is in the hearts of people. Right. And until you get Satan out of the hearts and Jesus in, you're going to deal with it. Yeah. And that's what Peter had. In fact, he had that great vision. Goes up onto the rooftop and he sees this and he said, and what did God say? He says, you know, he, God actually told Peter, he says, take up and eat. He saw these wild animals. He said, oh no, Lord. He says, I'm not gonna eat anything unclean. And he says, God told him, he says, don't you call unclean what I have called clean. And he had that dream three times. Had that vision three times. And after he had that vision three times, guess what? All of a sudden we read about Cornelius. We read about people getting saved, Gentiles. But who in here knows, thank God for that, but that still doesn't mean that we accept them or we embrace them. And Peter, thank God for Peter, because of Peter's love, Peter's actions, P Peter's uh, um, uh, desire, all that changed. Why? Because he didn't quit. Amen. Now here's something else. Just because he did it the first time doesn't mean everybody got it. You know that some people still don't like women preachers. Can I have an amen? I got a good amen from Karen. I should have got a better amen from Karen. <laughs> Praise God. Some people don't. I know of one denomination just this week that came out with a big, or last week came out with a big thing about against women preachers. I think it's funny because people don't like that. Um, they don't mind women uh, Sunday school teachers. Can I have an amen? And they don't mind women prayer people. Amen. But whatever. But I thank God for people who didn't quit Amen. even when they were told they couldn't do it. Yeah. It's amazing to me some of the people who have done great things for God who shouldn't have done it, but they just didn't listen. Now one of them, and I ain't trying to do it, but it's Amy Simple McPherson who started the fourth square denomination. I think this is funny to me. She was divorced. <laughs> we, you know, back then Jesus couldn't use divorced people. Can I have an Amen. But the funny thing was is she didn't listen to him and she just went out and preached. Now, all during the COVID thing, I actually told this to a bunch of pastor friends and it didn't go over good, but that is who I am. And I've embraced it. Uh, my job is to comfort the afflicted. Can I have an amen? amen? 
but my job is also to afflict the comforted. Can I have an amen? Okay, so we were all during COVID, I was on this conference call, and we're all talking about how to handle this and how to handle that and the right messaging we should use and how we should, you know. I finally, after about 40 minutes of it, I had all I could do. I said, can I tell you what aggravates me? They said, yeah. I said, the person who started our denomination believed in signs and wonders and that Jesus was a savior, healer, baptizer, Holy Spirit, and soon coming king. Well, they all agreed. I said, during the flu epidemic in the 20s, she had the flu preaching a tent meeting praying for people to be saved, filled with the Spirit, and healed, and was seeing miracles all the time she was sick and almost died and had a vision of Jesus who told her to start, uh, it was called Angelus Temple, and actually to start the four square denomination, and she did. I said, instead of us being busy about the Father's work, doing what we're called to do, we're concerned about messaging. I said, and you got people who are living in fear and going to hell. And we're concerned about whether or not we appear to be embraceive of current standards. I said, it aggravates me. And then I stopped and I said, not with you, but with me. Because my attitude has gotten caught up in this. I said, Jesus has called us to preach the gospel and to share the love of God. Can I have an amen? I said, that's what you know what I'm talking about? Don't quit. That's one thing I loved about the story about her doing it. She just didn't quit. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't. Somebody asked me one time, and I, you know, I got this from Lester Sumrall. I got this from other ministers. Do y'all know, I, I wish I had kept records, good records. I didn't. Of all the times I preached and I didn't want to or didn't feel like it. And I don't mean just didn't feel like it kind of blah. I mean sick. I mean hurting sick. Sometimes I preach, sometimes, you know, sometimes it was my throat. Back in my 20s, I was kind of that wild, ah! kind of preacher can I have an amen you know and, and you blow your voice out after two services but you got you got three more services to go so why are you talking like this you're drinking throat coat and sucking on lozenges all the time who remembers chloroseptic throat spray man I bought that stuff by the court I mean I just walked around with chloroseptic throat <laughs> I got to where I love the taste of it I love the taste of the green hate the red but love the green I wouldn't mind having a hit of it now can I have an amen you know just to bring back the memories I mean it's so good you know <laughs> And I, I mean, didn't feel like it, didn't want to do it, but I still did it because I'm called to it. And you don't quit. And I've had people ask me, they'll say, well, I just don't know how you stay. You just don't quit. Don't quit. Amen. Who in here knows marriage is frustrating. It's hard. It's aggravating. They get on your nerves. Can I have an amen? You don't quit. Your kids, I love my kids, but I could beat the living daylights out of them sometimes growing up. Just, I, I would love to have been able to take an arm off, beat them up with it, and stick it on backwards, amen? Make them just work with it, you know, all messed up for a while, and then fix it. But you don't quit. Jesus didn't quit. Thank God Jesus didn't quit. And thank God Jesus didn't quit on Peter. One of the most beautiful stories is in the Gospels. And he's out there on the lake, and the fishermen don't know what to do, the disciples. So they take off in one of the boats, and they go fishing. And Jesus shows up on the shore, and he says, hey, if you throw it, they fished all night, didn't catch anything, just like before. And he says, hey, if you throw it on the other side, you'll catch some fish. And it says Peter, realizing who it was, he jumps in the water and swims about a football field's length to Jesus. And here's what's funny. Jesus is already got a meal cooking for them. Where'd that come from? Can I have an amen? Where'd Jesus buy this stuff? There was not fish filet. Can I have an amen? 
Chick-fil-A, you get it, fish fillet? Okay, y'all didn't get it. But anyway, <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was just right off the top of my head, but y'all didn't see the wisdom in that at all. So what did he do? And Jesus asked him, he asked him, he did three times. He says, do you love me? And he says, feed my sheep. What's really funny is in those words, love, if you look them up, every time Jesus asked, he used the word agape. And every time Peter asked, he used the word phileo. Now, phileo means affectionate. Agape is covenant. Who in here knows Jesus has covenant with us and doesn't give up? Now, who in here knows too? Let's, let's just ask this. If we had a heathen person, let's say we had a person walk in right now and they just reeked of heathen, reeked of sinner. We can all just look. Who in here knows it ain't looks? It's heart. And even if someone looks like heathen, who in here knows what we do? We love everybody. But let's just say they walked in, they sit down and we know and Sister Karen walks over and says, would you like to get saved? And they come up here and they get saved and they make Jesus Lord of their life. We all rejoice. Can I have an amen? We're all excited. We're thankful. But who in here knows we would rejoice over that real quick? Especially if the reason I'm saying that is because it's evident. They reek of alcohol. They reek of everything else. You know, they're, they're smoking joints right there on the front row. You know, why the ushers hadn't taken them out, I don't know. Can I have an amen? You know what I mean? They're, they're just, they're, they're, we're excited because we know a lost sheep has come home. But who in here knows Jesus is just as excited with a family sheep has repented? I think sometimes a lot of Christians have a lot of grace to heathen people, but they, ain't got, they don't have a lot of grace to Christian people. And I know that to be true. Because I've heard people say stuff like, well, they should know better. They should. But you know why they messed up? They're just, they're human. They're weak. The spirit's willing. The flesh is weak. Who in here has ever been weak? Can I have an amen? I got so mad this week on hold. I was on hold for about an hour and 40 minutes on different transferred, hung up on four times. And finally, I got transferred to this one department. I didn't know what it was. They sent me to collections. I was handling a fraud case on my phone. <laughs> collections? I felt sorry for that guy because I was not nice to that guy. And I finally kind of said, guy, I said, I'm, I said, I know this ain't your fault. I said, but I cannot believe the incompetency of, I would say, AT&T. I said, I cannot believe your incompetence. I said, I've been on hold for an hour and some, an hour and 20, 35, 40 minutes now, whatever it was. I said, and here I am, and you, they send me the collections. And he was like, and I finally told him, I said, I know you did not wake up this morning and say, Ma, I want to make Chris Vaughn's life aggravating. I said, I know that did not happen. I said, but I'm mad. And we kind of ended on a good spot, but he probably still didn't want to have dinner with me. Can I have an amen? <laughs> and I got to be honest, I don't want to have dinner with him. Amen, okay. But you know what I did? I finally got it resolved. You know how? I didn't quit. Amen. The reason I got so mad was is that organization kept telling me to go to a certain website. When I went to the website, it came up with an error. Website didn't work. Every time I called back in, you know what it did? It told me to go back to the website. <laughs> I went to the website every time. It gave me an error. I finally, on a whim, pulled my cell phone out and went to the website, and it worked. It would work on a mobile site, not a regular. So I got it fixed. Got it taken care of. You know how? I didn't quit. The greatest thing you'll never quit on is Jesus. 
the greatest thing you'll never quit on is the love of scripture. There are certain things that you need to make sure you do not quit. And you make it a part of your life, just like Jesus did. Jesus paid an awesome price for you. Don't quit on that. And even when you mess up, don't quit. Just repent. Again, who's ever messed up? You know, the older I get, the younger I was, when I was younger as a minister, I always wanted to follow the perfect guys. I don't ever want to make a mistake. I actually had this, this was a, you'll analyze this probably. I, I wouldn't do certain things so I wouldn't have bad experiences. Well, most everybody's like that, I would think, but I took it to certain levels because I didn't want to have regrets. And I was so concerned about not having regrets, I wasn't creating good memories either. So I had to repent of that and change and realize. As I've gotten older, because I wanted to have the perfect life, I wanted to be without spot or blemish. And one of the reasons being, not, not that I knew I could, but I also knew that scripture says that he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. So I want to be as perfect as I can because I'm not missing the rapture. I am not going to hell. Can I have an amen? I told somebody this week, I told them, I, I, told them right, I was in a store. They said something, I said, I said it's been hot, hadn't it? They said, yeah, I just figured I might as well preach. I said, but thank God heaven ain't hot. Because when I was four years old, that preacher preached hell hot and we didn't have air conditioning and I did not want to be any place hotter than that church on that Sunday night. So I got saved and made Jesus the Lord of my life because I am not going to hell. She looked at me, I said, and I, I, said, I said, honey, and you, I hope you don't either. I said, because hell's hot. And right now, Georgia is hot as, can I have an amen? Okay, amen. <laughs> it is, it's just hot. I don't want to go to hell. I'm not going to go to hell. I made up my mind. I'm not going to quit. But I had made so many attitudes, I'm not going to have any bad things. So I got to, but as I've gotten older, I like the guys with the scars and the mistakes and the mess ups. You know why? They got grace. They got some peace. Sometimes they have humility. I've met a few guys who were running high and messed up (laughs) and lost it all. And I got to be honest, they were humble people. I knew them before and I knew them after. I know one political figure, and um, I met him before he got put on trial and all these things happened to him, and I'm just telling you, he was cocky and arrogant, just a jerk. But after he came through that, I'm telling you, he's one of the sweetest guys I've ever met, very nice and humble. Thank God he didn't quit in the middle of that attack. Look at somebody and say, don't quit, because Jesus didn't quit. Now, I'm going to give you a quote. I want everybody to write this down. This is a great quote. (coughs) I haven't used it yet because I've been saving it. If quitting is in your vocabulary, quitting is guaranteed to be in your future. Uh, I've heard, now this this bothers me for your age and y'all's age, y'all are younger. They say most people 21 and younger whoever they are, but studies say that a lot of people in that age group now don't look at marriage as a lifetime commitment. They'll call it their early marriage and their late marriage and their mid-marriage. And I've read studies and stuff where they say that some areas and cultures actually believe you should have probably somewhere between two to three marriages in a lifetime because once you get tired of one, you should just be able to, you know, start fresh. 
Now again, who in here knows we should never, ever, ever be critical or harsh or condemning of anybody who's gone through a divorce? Number one, you don't know the whole story. And number two, it ain't none of your business. You're supposed to walk out your own salvation with your fear and trembling. But who in here knows that God redeems and forgives? So even if you was the one who messed up, if you forgot, repented, you're in the clear. Can I have an amen? And since it ain't our business, we don't judge or condemn because we love you. We love people in this church. Everybody say that. I love people. But if you go through something like that, don't quit. Keep on. Always keep on. I still remember I was listening to a thing one time and, um, and, I, and I don't want to be this guy. I'm 57. This is a real concern in here. Sometimes looking forward. And I've met guys and they had good success early in ministry or, or in business. And they're still doing good. They're not doing bad. But all they talk about is back then. What we did yesterday. How great it was at the old church. Oh, I loved when we were in the old building. Couples. Oh, it was great when we first started out. We were in such love when we just first met. Who in here knows what Thursday night is? Date night. Now that we do not have children at home, every day, date night, kind of have an amen. We run around all the time. I just, I sometimes feel guilty. I'm like, did I leave something? Oh, that's right. I don't have three kids tied to me anymore. Praise God, amen. Where's some grandbabies? I don't mind them. You know, I'm like, and I can't say, I mean, we go out to eat and we'll call Sarah Beth or Luke or whatever. And we want them to be with us. We love them. But I mean, you know, that was date night. And y'all know that, and I said that, and I thought it was funny because we actually don't even do Thursday night, quote, date night. We do date night all the time, but we still sometimes, on my phone, it still pops up at five o'clock every Thursday, five o'clock, date night. But I'm talking to my next door neighbor. And we're talking, and we're talking about, and they made a comment one day, and they said something. They said, hey, you know, how long y'all been married? We're like 35 years. And I was like, how long y'all been married? They've only been married like two. Now, they're not much younger than me. I mean, they're probably maybe 50. And they were talking about what's the secret and all this and that. So both of this is their second marriage. I said, well, just don't quit. I told him, I said, I've already made up my mind. If Lisa leaves me, I'm just going with her. Can I have an amen? I'll just sit in the back of the car. They can sit up front. I'll play on my phone. I'll be happy. I ain't leaving her. Can I have an amen? amen? Well, they laughed when I said that. I said, but we do date night. And I said, you know, this is back when Luke and Laura were still living with us. I said, we do date night. I said, you know, oh, we, go, we, 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 we can't do that. So we, we've had this running gag and joke about that. So I'm driving through the neighborhood the other day, and guess who's walking down the street? It's my neighbors. And I love them. They're sweet people. And I really love them. I mean, I really do. Just thank God. God's given me two great neighbors while I've been in this house, and I love them. And I, I stopped and I looked at him and I said, and I, I yelled at him, I said, hey man, I opened down the window. I said, hey man, and I went, and they're just walking. He, I said, date night, it was on a Thursday. He, I said, date night. He goes, we're walking. I said, as long as you with mama, brother, it's date night. Can I have an amen? amen. You don't quit. Yeah. I had a preacher ask me one time, he said, you know the secret to staying married? I said, what? He goes, you never stop dating. 
Then I worked with another guy one time when we were talking about marriage. And every time I walked in, he was buying his wife balloons. And one of his name was Henry. I asked him, I said, Henry, what's the deal? I said, what is it? Your wife's birthday? No. Anniversary? No. Uh, uh, she expecting? No. Did you have a baby? No. Did your mother-in-law move out? Did your father-in-law move out? I said, did you buy her a new car? I said, why? I went through everything I could think of. I said, what? Why are you buying her the balloons? He says, mama taught me whatever I do to get her, keep doing it, and I keep her. I said, well, that's good wisdom. I was like immediately writing this down in a book. I said, I'm, I'm doing what Henry said. But you don't quit. Now, I doubt if anybody who's ever gone through loss, whether it be divorce, loss of a child, um, loss of a job, who's ever been fired? I've been fired. <laughs> in ministry. Can I have an amen? 12 years ago, yeah, a lot of y'all were there. And I've never been fired in my life. I was always real proud of that. And then afterwards, I gotta be honest, I'm more proud now for being fired. Um, you know, you just don't quit. So who, who's ever gone through a hard time? Here's the thing, don't give up on yourself either. Jesus never gives up on you. But don't give up on yourself. I remember watching a, a, a kid one day and every time I think of this, I, I don't even know how to describe this, I hurt inside when I think of this. It hurts and grieves my spirit so bad. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't even express how, how, how this hurts me, this memory. And I, I was at a church preaching, and there's a little kid, and I know that kid must have had a terrible home life. And that little kid messed up and did something. How many can I say this? I hope not. But he goes, um, stupid, stupid, I'm stupid. I'm just stupid. And he's only like five. And I watched and you know, the first time I heard it, I thought, well, that's, you know, kind of struck me funny. And then, then I noticed every time something happened, he goes, you're just stupid. You're just stupid. So I know, for one, he's got a parent who's teaching him that. Yeah. And at 57, I would say something to that parent right now in ministry. Even as a guest preacher, and I was the guest preacher. I'm not the pastor, so I didn't counsel. I was a guest preacher. That wasn't my role. But right now, I can't take him. I remember that little kid. Now, the kid, you know what the kid was doing? Being a five-year-old kid. You know what a five-year-old kid's job is? To annoy you. Can I have an amen? That's their only job in life, is to annoy other people. Why, 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 can't, why is this? Why is that? Why, why, why is blue blue? Why is green green? Why can't you tell the difference between blue and green? Why can't I tell the difference between blue and green? Are we really here? And you know, how you, and you know how you deal with that? My brother told me this is how you deal with that. You start off on a little bit and you just don't shut up with the explanation. You make up junk for the next 10 minutes and just ramble along. And don't let that kid interrupt you and that kid will finally go, huh, and just walk away. It's the greatest thing you'll ever do. I do it all the time with Jackson just immediately start talking about the, the power of radiation in photosynthesis. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Can I have an amen? Just making it up. Actually, we'll throw in military and historic figures. When General Patton met Hannibal the Great and they crossed the Alps on mopeds, not elephants, Jackson's like, can I have an amen? That little boy kept saying he was stupid, called himself stupid, 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 stupid. Every time I think about it, it hurts. 
for a little kid, being beat up like that on his inside. Don't treat yourself that way. You might mess up, get back up. You might fall, what does the Bible say? I may fall, but I will arise. And it even says I may fall seven times, but I'm getting back up. There is something about the spirit to get back up that makes you unbeatable. Jesus never gave up on you. Don't you ever give up on you. And don't you ever give up on the goal of God's power in you. God is more than enough. And God is at work in your life. So don't give up. Well, I've messed up. I've done this. I've done that. I haven't but I wanted to. Can I have an amen, okay? There's some things I look back and I'm like, yeah, I wish I could have done that. I already got to say what time. I thought it was true. He made a comment. He got talking about doing something he did in organized crime. And I thought, well, I don't really think that's that, that's that bad, what he did. But I wouldn't mind doing that. He, he wasn't killing anybody. He made a comment. He says, I think I know how to spend money better than the federal government. He wasn't paying taxes. I didn't think there's too much wrong with that. Can I have an amen? <laughs> More I got thinking about it. I was wrong. Can I have an amen? But I'd have done it. Don't give up on yourself. Winston Churchill, Prime Minister of England, World War II. What did he say? There's a story where he actually was at the commencement speaker of a speech. And they asked him, they asked him to speak as the commencement speaker for this graduation. And his whole speech was never, 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 never give up. And he sat back down and they said, everybody just kind of looked at each other and they're like, that's it? That's all we get? And then they realized that was what it was. In fact, if you ever want to read it and study history, that's one reason I do love Winston Churchill. That he had flaws, everybody's got flaws. Every, look at somebody and say, you got flaws. So don't be judgmental. Everybody's got flaws. He had flaws. But he had one of the most tumultuous lives and careers I've ever read in my life. And to still do what he did, man, it gives me hope. You know what he did? You know what his secret was? He didn't quit. He switched parties twice in his life. And his comment was he actually was a conservative. Then he went to labor then he became a conservative. And here's what I thought was funny. He said, everybody hates a rat, but they hate a re-rat even more because he changed twice in his life. Nobody trusted him. He actually had that history. You can't trust him. He's, he'll switch parties. And he always made the comment. He said, I switched parties because that's what I had to do to help my country. Well, who in here knows we remember Winston Churchill. We don't remember all the people who criticized him. Nobody even knows who they are, but that name still speaks. Why? He did not quit. And Jesus will never quit on you. Ever. He loves you unceasingly. And he's ever touched with the feelings of your infirmities. Can I have an amen? Father, in Jesus' name, as we bow our heads, as we come to you in prayer, Father, we thank you that your goodness is made known to us and your graciousness right now. And that, Father, you give us a fighting spirit in the day we live in. 
Give us the spirit to fight, to combat, to contend for the faith of Jesus Christ. That we will not be people who shrink back or put our hand to the plow and fall back. We will be those who are contenders and continuing in the gospel, in Jesus' name. Right now, as I pray that, if you're online, if you're in person, if you'd say, Pastor Chris, I feel like quitting. And I feel like I, I want to quit. I don't know what it is or what you're going through or what, what issue that, that is facing you in your life. But if you'd say, I feel like I'm about to quit, hold your hand up right now. I want to pray for you. There's something in your life, whether you're in person or online. If you're online, please email me at info at gracesummitchurch.org. Or you can email me personally, chris.bond at gracesummitchurch.org. And I'd love to pray with you, dialogue with you. Don't quit. Don't give up. You might have to change tactics. You might have to tack into the wind, but you don't ever quit. Not on life, not on Jesus. Is there anybody right now who'd say, Pastor Chris, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I need to make Jesus the sole Lord of my life. I need to submit my will to him and to repent. If that's you, hold your hand up. Anybody at all? Anybody at all? All right. Is there anybody this morning who needs prayer? Prayer for your body, prayer for your family, anybody at all? Raise your hand, okay? Okay, okay. Amen. I'm gonna do this a little different today. Um, we're probably gonna start doing this this way. If you raised your hand for prayer, I want you to go over there to the right-hand side. I'll be there. Greg, you stay here. I, I'm gonna go over there in just a moment. And um, you can go ahead and go on over there. And um, I'll, uh, I'll be over there in a minute. We'll pray. Go ahead, Benny, if you wanna take off that way. And uh, we, we will pray for you. And um, if you want to pray for somebody, just, just stand with us in prayer. Just go over there with us and uh, stand by us. And uh, I know Karen is going. Amen. And then, Greg, you can go ahead and come up. Uh, I want to, uh, before you come up, I am going to give this. Go ahead and come on. Uh, I, I want to give everybody this uh, comment. Everybody say July 25th. July 25th. That is a Saturday. Okay, you're going to hear more about this. So that is two weeks from yesterday. Uh, is that right? Yes. Maybe it's the 26th. Yeah. It's two weeks from yesterday. So we're gonna talk about it more next week too. But um, a pastor friend of mine, Jeff Dawes, uh, who I love, just right down the street, uh, the Lord laid on his heart. And it's funny, the day he called me, that very day me and Lisa had been talking at lunch, date day, uh, and we were talking at lunch about what can we do for the kids who go back to school. Now I'm not trying to have bad words or speak bad things, but let's just be honest, schools are screwed up. Yes, they are. Amen. There's um, no, no, you got administration who will not back the teachers. You got parents who will not parent and will not do what they should. And then you got unruly students. And, it's, 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 and, 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 you, got, and you got kids who want to learn. And then you got sometimes one or two knuckleheads who just don't. And it messes it up. Uh, Sarah Beth was actually hurt last year at school, uh, breaking up a fight. I told her, I said, I'd let them kids fall all day long. Can I have an Amen. And just beat your brains out. We'll call the paramedics when one of you is passed out. Can I have an amen? Um, I just, I just, I just frustrated. And me and Lisa were talking. Something has to be done. We have to do something as a, as a church. And uh, that same day, a pastor friend called me. He said, you know, he said I've been talking to the superintendent, and he goes, he goes, I want to have a countywide day of prayer for schools at all the schools. 
And so uh, I signed us up for, um, and I, I, signed a, I signed us up for the one Sarah Beth teaches at, Locust Grove Middle School. She changed schools this year. And so, um, I want, you know, I got a vested interest in that one. But I want to, so I want to encourage anybody who can join us on that Saturday, two Saturdays from yesterday, for prayer. It is the Saturday before they go back to school. I want you to join us. It's not, it's going to be about probably a 30, 40 minute time. We're going to be praying, walking around the campus, walking around, uh, I think a few of the schools in the county may actually let some of the prayers into the school. I hope so. But if not, we're just going to pray and take authority. Can I have an amen? amen. There is power in prayer. Amen. And I'm going to say this. I want everybody to be a part. Uh, I don't want you to shirk this off. Uh, this is important. Our kids are important. Our grandkids are important. And even if you don't have kids, and I get tired of people saying this. I am so tired of this as, a, as an adult. Well, I don't have kids in that. I have paid taxes, county taxes, all my life and my kids were never in public school one day I never got a dime out of my county taxes for public education and my kids I had to pay not only that but I had to buy my own curriculum but I don't regret it one bit because that's what God told us to do so we did it and somebody says well you ain't got kids in there now no, but I got grandkids who will be, so I'm sowing seed for them kids who will be. Can I have an amen? amen. I believe in seed, so I'm going to sow seed into those grandkids. I'm going to keep doing seed. And I got other kids I love. Can I have an amen? So I'm sowing seed for them kids, amen. and I want to do it. So I want to encourage you, two weeks from yesterday, join us. You'll, we'll, get, we'll pass out some things next week. I don't want to pass it out too early because I know if we do it too early, somebody's going to go... I forgot all about that. I knew that was I knew that was coming. So I'm probably going to hammer you with uh, a few texts and stuff, uh, especially two weeks from now, coming up. So uh, be on the lookout. There, and everybody say amen. Go ahead, dismissus. During that commencement, he says, "Never give up." They're like, "Okay, is that it?" He got up. He said, "Never, never, never give up." sat back down, third time up at the podium. He said, never, ever, never give up. And they gave him a 15-minute standing ovation. Now, that's a good speech. Anybody even ready for it? Anyway, close that one out for you on a little history lesson. All right, we have a couple of announcements for today. Uh, of course, always, um, uh, we got the QR code for our connection page. Let us know how you're doing. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, my, uh, my request today to close out was for, of course, our great pyro team. Who was here for the uh, July 2nd fireworks? Oh, all right, great, okay. Well, Karen, yes, thank you, Karen, the back row. All right, well, a couple of them are not here. Um, Eli and, and Sharon Gaston, they've been, now Sharon actually filled in. Eli had to go to work, and, and uh, Sharon is our inaugural, sorry, ladies, our first lady to actually light off uh, some of the pyrotechnics for us. Uh, Mark, of course, Rain Connect. Darren and Karen Carter in the back. Yes, very good. They were great. They were here early. They were here late. Did a great cleanup. David Bell, who's in the lobby. Ray, uh, raise your hand, David. He's over by the door. Uh, Scott Moore, who said I could, I'll volunteer to set up, but Sherry won't let me light anything off this year. So I was like, okay, whatever, Scott. Thank you very much. So uh, Logan Robel, and I remember uh, Logan came here as a much younger man. That's Judy Murphy's grandson. Uh, just showed up out of the blue, wanted to help out. It was great. 
uh, Lee Mann, because if you want something done right to blow something up, you go to our artillery guy. Lee is our Vietnam vet artillery man. And of course, Rusty Russell, who is not here today, unfortunately, he got called into work because of, of all things, the air conditioning system bringing a big old leak. So these are your pyro team. Thank them when you see them. Uh, it was a great effort uh, on their part. And, um, and I hope everybody enjoyed that. All right. A little longer next time, sure. Uh, we only shut off about 400 uh, mortars, so we'll, we'll push that up a little bit for you out there. All right, a little longer next time. All right, so we, of course we got the um, uh, uh, first Saturday women's uh, conference, not conference, meeting at 10 a.m. This is always on the first Saturday of the month, so it'll be coming up in August. Every Wednesday, of course, Bible study on, uh, on our Facebook page and also on YouTube, pick that up. Uh, those are great because you can load up into YouTube later on. If you miss one or you miss one in the series, you can go back and pick that up. That's awesome to have. All right, is that it? Oh, that's it. All right, we'll go out. I send you out with the word of God. Share the gospel today before the sun goes down. Share it with somebody who needs it. And there's your final hasta la vista. All right, so go with God, spread the word. You're dismissed. <laughs>